Thank you guys for being on the call. So today's book is The Fred Factor from Mark Sanborn. And I was given this book actually by two of my dear friends in the industry, uh, one being Fred Reynolds from Phillips Edison and the other being Barry Wolf. So uh, Fred gave me the book in Vegas to, uh, at Vegas Recon 2018, and I think Barry had given it to me about six months before. So um, I was, you know, I, I'm flattered that they both gave me the book. They must both think that maybe I have some Fred tendencies. So how nice is that? So I'm not yes, sure. Yes, you definitely you guys... have Fred tendencies. <laughs> is that Fred? Do I hear Fred uh, on the other line? Yeah, one of them. One of them. One of them. So I uh, I love the book. I read it back back then, but I thought it would be a good thing to have in the book club. So um, for those of you on the call that want to speak up, tell us who you are and just give me one thought. If you read the book, what you thought, you know, one of your takeaways. Speak up. Fred, did you read the book? Oh, a couple times. It's, it's too easy not to. <laughs> it is so easy. That's what's so great about it. It's such an easy read. Well, um, I mean, I'll, I, I don't mind chiming in, but there's, there's a lot of great examples of um, what's the tagline, turning the ordinary into the extraordinary um, thing. Um, yes. You know, the, for instance, the story, um, I forgot, um, I think it was an author, but he was in Atlanta uh, eating, grabbing some breakfast stuff. And he noticed right. the young man, I think it was, that was cleaning tables and just, you know, going through the routine and, you know, had the look of death on his face. And, you know, right. the guy, I think the way he put it in the book, he said, uh, you know, I'm going to do something about this. And he went over and he said to the young man, you know, hey, I just want to say I really appreciate what you're doing. You're doing a great job in, in providing a service uh, and, and, you know, keeping it clean and everything. And, and anyhow, you, you're great, and I just wanted to tell you that. Um, it's those little things sometimes that can really um, be a difference maker, I think. In business, for too. sure. And I, you know, and, I don't know if you know about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. No, I, I, I just don't think it's, it's, uh, it's done enough. Um, you know, I said to someone here in an email late yesterday, "Hey, I'm going to dive into this for you, for you know, for you, for us, whatever." And, uh, and I said, "Hey, I, you know, thanks. I really appreciate you." Um, you know, sometimes I think it's, it's, I really appreciate you with that four words kind of, um, can go a long ways. So, I don't know. For sure. Uh, the Colin Powell I, I, thing, I mean, you know, the guy was cleaning up syrup. <laughs> uh, and, I know. Uh, uh, and doing really, you know, shitty mundane jobs, pardon the French, but, um, you know, look where that led. Um. I wonder how many people go to a staffing company for a job, and as the book kind of points out 
in, in a, a couple of instances, you know, go beyond, do the best you can be, do. Be, you know, I think there was a, a street sweeper. I forgot who the, said it, but if you sweep the street, sweep it the best you can. Somebody's going to notice, and, and who knows what that could lead to. And I, I think maybe that could be an underlying theme of the, of the book, but yeah. Well, and I think, I think that they, it also says in here, um, compete with your own potential and have a passion for significance. So they, like, just adding on to what you said, someone may notice, but someone may not notice. And right. it says, um, it says, if you expect praise and recognition, it will seldom come. I really don't know why, but life has demonstrated repeatedly that if your motive for doing something is to receive thanks or praise, you'll often be disappointed. If, yeah. however, you go about doing the right thing, knowing that doing that the doing is its own reward, you'll be fulfilled whether you get rec- get whether or not you get recognition from others. When rec- reward or recognition comes, it will be icing on the cake. And I think that's so true. And what I try to teach my boys is do a job well done and and go above and beyond, because the satisfaction, you know, your passion for significance or your passion for efficient execution will will be its own reward. And then, of course, if you do it, I, you know, but what I, why I find people don't reward people or compliment people is, you know, we just are, we're kind of in our own world and we're very busy and running here, running there. And, and it's, you know, he says um, in the book, just try to do one thing a day. You know, just try to do, be a Fred once a day. And then that will all build on itself. So um, a two weeks, during reading of the book two weeks ago, I posted something on LinkedIn thanking the property managers because boy, oh yeah. boy, do I know how they don't get thanked? You know, they're, 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 I always say property management is the armpit of our industry because the tenants are yelling at them, their bosses are yelling at them. It, it's just a thankless job. And us leasing agents, you know, Fred, I remember the first time we were ever in a, in a conference room together and we talked about, you know, poorly kept vacancies. Yes? <laughs> And yeah. I remember going and meeting with the head of property management. But then I remember coming back to the leasing team and saying, now if they do their job, you guys have to, you know, it's, we leasing people can be more grateful and appreciative of property managers. And I, I was very happy. I said to my property manager, Frederick, this one's going to go viral because I'm going to have a lot of property managers commenting. But um, you know, today, yesterday we ran a big event at a conference center, and I made I made an attempt, and it's because I'm reading the book. But I made an att- and and read about that busboy in the book, and every time someone cleared my plate or was cleaning the bathroom, I stopped for you know five seconds and thanked them for for the work that they were doing. And today I was on my job site having a construction meeting and the guys digging, like who in the heck at 95 degree sunshine weather wants to be digging in landscaping and laying mulch? Not me. So there were three guys. They, you know, 
I don't know if they spoke English or not, but I went over to them and said, thank you guys so much for doing this. I said, muy caliente, muy caliente. It's very hot outside, but thank you guys, because I wouldn't want to be doing this job. And I don't think I would have done any of those things um, if I wasn't called to the attention of it by reading this book. Hmm. And it didn't well, take is Barry, like five is or Barry on the call? Barry, are you on the call, Barry Wolf? I don't think so. I think he had a meeting. Well, I know that you said Barry gave you the book before I did. Now, as I said back to you, Barry didn't autograph it like I did. He did not. Barry did not. His name isn't Fred, but... No, um, he put in a little card, but he didn't autograph like, like you no. did. And you know the story for everyone else on the call. This is funny. Last year... In Dallas, I was at an uh, uh, NSA conference, National Speaking Association conference, and I'm sitting at a big round table with like 10 people. We're having lunch, and I turned to the guy next to me. And in the, at those conferences, the name tags, they have a big first name but a very small little name. And um, I just looked over. I said, oh, hi, Mark. I'm Beth. Uh, what do you do? <laughs> And he says, oh, I, I wrote a book, and a lot of people at the NSA write books, so you, you don't really take that. I go, oh, great, what's the name of your book? And he goes, The Fred Factor, and I almost fell off my chair. I said, oh, my gosh, I just, and I had just gotten the book from you. Like, that was in July, and you had given it to me in May. I said, a yeah. friend of mine just gave me your book, and another friend of mine gave it to me a few months earlier, so I have two copies. I said, I, I've read, read them at least once, I, you know, I, I liked the book, and so that was so funny that I – and didn't I take a picture and send it to you? You did. Yes, you did. Yeah. Mark Sanborn. You know, so. this, this goes back probably three years eh, – I don't know about yeah, – probably three years. Albuquerque Airport, I was with two coworkers. Flight is delayed. One of the guys was a, a huge um, Breaking Bad junkie, and he said, hey, I'm going to go stroll for a bit. And there was a Breaking Bad um, – vignette in one of the, of the little shops in the Albuquerque airport, but he comes back and he hands me a plastic bag, and uh, inside he goes, I just, I saw this, and I just had to get it for you, but it was a copy of the Fred Factor, um, huh. and and from that, you know, Beth, you I, it may have said, hey, start small, and one night, whatever, one thing, but um, I, I'm going to say it's been three, maybe New Year's resolutions. Um, uh, well, obviously, I started with it two or three years ago, but um, uh, always, uh, always kick it back in every January 1st from now on. But um, I said, you know, I want to try to do one nice thing every day for somebody I don't know. Oh, that's and, awesome. And last Last yesterday, it was I was coming out of the grocery store in Park City. Um, very well dressed lady was getting ready to put a huge chrysanthemum in her her bag, her cart, and I said, "Hey, let me help you with that." And out of, it, it's 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 easy. Um, right. Uh, it's easy. Uh, one thing that that um, kind of I think with what we do for a living. And our networking, um, he talked about uh, um, interactions and what are transactional, I think it is, and what are relational. Mm -hmm. 
And, and I think of ICSC meetings, and I just got back from the LA one, which was quietly attended. But, I heard um, someone, someone described it as a morgue. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, yeah. Um, I learned a lot of people losing jobs. Um, hmm. Anyhow, I said to one of our young guys yesterday, um, I said, you know, sometimes, and, and, and he was asked to work on his networking. And I said, you know, sometimes I get more out of an ICSC meeting what I'm talking about, and I'm going to pick on you, Beth, but Beth, the fact that she's going to the resort uh, at Paws Up in, in Montana, uh, her boys, her one son's golf game, stuff like that. And you never know, four weeks later, six weeks later, six months later, the next thing you know, that person's calling you about a deal. But For sure. I, I almost feel like um, I get more out of the relational side of my of my connections than I do the transactional side. I think that transactional comes from the relational. I agree. I agree. I liked what he when he talked about that there was he was asked to speak and he says at a competing delivery service. So we've got to believe it's UPS or FedEx, right? Cuz the story starts for those of you that haven't read it, Fred is his mailman and he works for the US Postal Service and the guy goes ab ab over and above on service. And so Mark writes the book and then he is invited to speak presumably at a UPS or FedEx conference, and they say to him that they're not, he's not allowed to mention the story of Fred and the postman, which right. I wouldn't have taken the speaking gig. I thought that was the most ridiculous thing. But, right. um, but, but he used that as uh, then tra you know, transitioned into that, let's talk about competition. And he says, you know, really you compete with either two things, your own potential or mediocrity. And I thought, oh, like I double asterisk, you know, that your major competitor is, you know, not meeting your own potential and your end mediocrity. And I, I loved that. I thought that was great. Jake, what do you think about that? Are you, did, did I lose Jake? Maybe. Where's Jake? Barry, I think, is at a meeting, and Greg Parsons, who actually posted, for those of you that saw on LinkedIn, he posted his 10 things that he liked about the Fred book, because he couldn't be here either. So he had, uh, and I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll share some of the, the things that Greg Parsons uh, liked about the book, but he said he wished that some retailers would use some of the things that he had in the book. <laughs> no, he talked. Go ahead. No, yeah. <laughs> oh. So Mark talked also talks about, um, you know, the whole not my job syndrome. And, you know, there, there are no unimportant jobs. And that nobody, you know, a lot of times people have excuses, well, I can't do my job because of X. And he talks, he says, nobody can prevent you from being exceptional. You know, just in my mom, you know, one of my mom's things that she spoke her whole life to me was, look for a job that needs to be done and just do it. Don't wait for your boss to tell you what to do. 
And, uh, you know, I've pretty much used that in my career. And I, I think it's helped, helped me arise in different facets sure. instead of waiting for someone to tell me what to do. You know, there's um, maybe it is chapter four, but everyone makes a difference. Um, uh, I'm yeah. going to say everyone can make a difference. And, and, you know, a lot of times I feel that it's choice. Um, and people don't choose to. Um, um, I like to think that when my feet hit the floor every morning, you know, I pretty much regularly say, let's go make something happen today. Um, right. Uh, I've got a lot going on in my world. And uh, if, you, if you dwell on that, um, uh, you know, there's times that you can dwell on it. But... Um, you know, I'm 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 gonna go. You know, try to do something nice. You know, when the opportunity arises, just like I did last night. But um, it's those kinds of things that also can make my day a little bit brighter. Yeah, um, and he he. T- I think it is where he says, "Which do you prefer, enjoyment or misery? Fe- feeling good about your work and feeling bad or feeling bad about it." Being yourself or or hiding the real you. It's harder to be miserable, negative, and insincere than it is to be happy, positive, and genuine. All threads share those latter characteristics, no matter what type of work they do, or no matter what's going on in your work world. But it's you know well, sometimes it's it's not easy. But it you know you know they they say that if you fake laugh long enough, you'll start to really laugh. <laughs> Have you ever well, heard that? And- Oh yeah, and and I I uh, what's the thing about it? I, I think there's probably conflicting um, uh, opinions, but I'm going to stick with the opinion that it takes less muscles to smile than it does to frown. For sure, for sure. I loved and, it in, uh, his, in the book where he talks about you can get things done with your imagination and not money. Like you don't need money for everything. Right, like in mm-hmm. what we just talked about, a, a nice word to your property manager doesn't take money. Would it be nice if you got her a $10 Starbucks gift card? Sure, but you don't have to, right? Or helping the lady with her flowers didn't cost you any money. It just cost you 10, 15 seconds. Sure. So I think, um, but trying to find a solution and not spending a lot of money, because anyone, right, we could all go buy a very expensive bottle of wine but it's more creative and takes a lot more imagination to send something that is 100% more meaningful, right? Like a movie ticket to the Downton Abbey premiere show, that might be more meaningful to someone than a bottle of wine. Sure. But it, that does take, it does take imagination to think about the other person, and, and then that goes back to what – you know, we should all be doing every day, is, which is adding value. How do we add value, when, especially when we're in sales and we're, you know, uh, do you watch on LinkedIn this guy? I have to find his name. I think his name is Ben. He walks in his neighborhood. Oh, he's okay. got the funniest videos. Do you know who I'm talking about? I know there's a guy on LinkedIn that walks in his neighborhood um, 
I don't think it's Ben. Um, um, it's with a B. It is with a B. You're right. He's very sales uh, oriented. And he, but he's got an edge to him. Like he's yeah. oh his, here he is. The brutal truth about sales. Yes. And his name is. What's his name? He doesn't have his name in here. But I know it's in here. Uh, so I know who you're talking about. Oh my God, he's so funny. He had did one this a couple of days ago that was, you know, don't follow up. Like the headline was don't follow up. But then he then he he's walking in his neighborhood and he's like, hey, I'm just checking in. You know, hi, I'm following up. You know, like the like 13 ways to leave a message with a prospect. On, hey, I wonder where, you know, it's, it's near the end of the month. I'd really like to get this deal closed. So uh, offering zero value. I was, cry- I was peeing in my pants crying, crying, laughing, because <laughs> it's so true. You know, when, when people call me and they say, well, I've been trying to get a hold of floor and decor, and I've left Kevin Workman seven messages, um, how do you think I can get through to him? And, you know, I'm always saying, well, what value have you added? Like, have you sent a market study? Have you looked at his social media and seen that he, sees, see that he likes Georgia Bulldogs and wished him good luck at the game? I mean, have you done anything then call or email and say, checking in, following up? Right? And so yeah. this guy was, he was speaking my, my music walking and talking I think and, and I and I said I made a comment and he, and he actually commented back which I think was the first time so that was I liked that um, um, what yep, what, were, what were some of the other takeaways from the book that um, I, I forgot the gentleman's name that you mentioned couldn't oh, yeah. be on the call so Greg, said he wished. yeah Greg so Greg is works uh, for um, the mall company, I can't think of the name of it, Brookfield, Brookfield, and he does specialty leasing. And he said, while reading The Fred Factor by Mark Sanborn for Beth Azor's Rockstar Book Club, Chapter 6 stands out the most. Continually create value for others. Describes how to provide exceptional service to an unexceptional task. While reading, I couldn't help but correlate this to the poor experience some retailers are providing their customers. In some cases, they don't even know the service is bad. And he, then he said, here are the 10 things that he got from the book which are keys to creating exceptional value. One, tell the truth. Two, practice personally power, personal power. Three, attract through artistry. Four, meet needs in advance. We should all be doing that. Five, add yeah. good stuff, enjoyment, enthusiasm, humor. Six, substra- subtract bad stuff, waiting, defects, mistakes, irritation, frustration, and misinformation. Seven, simplify. Eight, improve. Nine, surprise others. And ten, entertain. You know, I, I posted on LinkedIn this morning about um, friction and how the retailers must be frictionless. You know, the, right. the, my son is working at the Lego store in Sawgrass Mills Mall, which has 28 million visitors a week. And I, the one, only one in retail that hates shopping, decided to go there last Saturday to, to visit him on his break. There were 
more than 28 million people, I felt like, were in the mall. But I wanted to get a pair of jeans for my dude ranch trip. And, of course, there were 50 stores that could have sold me the jeans, but every store literally had 30 people in line to go and to, to pay for the cash register. And I would walk into the store, and I would see they have jeans, and I'm thinking, okay, I have to go try these jeans on, and then I would look at the cash register and see 30 people standing in line. I'm like, nope, and walked out. And I probably walked into five stores. Now, I guess that's a good thing for them. I don't know how they stop that, you know, unless they try to do more like the Chick-fil-A thing where they have more, more cash registers open or more people trying to navigate people through the lines. But just crazy, the, the, the hey. friction. The friction that I, would, I could have dropped a few hundred dollars, but... There's no way. And so, so then I was funny. My, so Mario wanted a pair of sweatpants. Same thing. Every store we went into, I, I'd say I'm not waiting in that line. We, we leave. So on the way out, go to our car, we pass by Foot Locker. Smaller store, no one in the store. Like there's like three people in the store, no one's at the cash register. We walk up. I said, do you like these? Great. Take them. Do you want to try them on? No. Went to the cash register, bought them. So we bought two pairs of sweatpants for 60 bucks. Of course, they were at TJ Maxx, Ross, uh, <laughs> Old Navy, and The Gap for like $9.99. So I, talked, I told Mario the story of you know, Economics 101, time and money. <laughs> you can, if you want to wait in line behind 30 people, you can get the $9.99 ones. Or if you're not going to wait in line, you're going to pay, you know, triple that, but you get in and out in five minutes. And you need to know who your customer is. Are they going to pay to save time, or will they wait? It's, it's kind of like Wish versus Amazon. Wish, do you know hmm. about Wish? I don't think, I don't. Okay, so Wish is the number one competitor to Amazon today. Number one, Whoa. it's based in China, and go on, go check it out. You can buy things for, let's say you could buy a cell phone, iPhone charger for $1.99. Here's the thing. You wait three months to get it. The joke with all Wish customers are by the time they get it, they don't remember they ordered it. Now, you have that, or you pay... $300 a year for Amazon Prime, and you get it the next day. Two different customers, right? Right. So those were Greg's wow. comments. But you've got to oh. check, out, check out Wish. Uh, the, we had a keynote speaker yesterday at our event, and I asked her about Wish. I said, where does she think it, it, it's going? And she, um, she's, she's questioning how they're going to be able to make money because they charge super, super, super cheap for all their stuff. So, she, you know, she, well, that was well, her comment. Based, based on what you said, though, Beth, I, it makes me not want to check them <laughs> Right. Exactly. But what was the um, one that was Asian-based um, that began with the A? Um, um, Alibaba. Alibaba. Yeah, there might be some connection with Wish and Alibaba. I don't know. I got you. Gotcha. I, I liked this. Mark had a, a, a quote in the book from Andrew Carnegie. 
there are two types of people who never achieve very much in their lifetimes. One is the person who won't do what he or she is told to do, and the other person, and the other is the person who does no more than he or she is told to do. I thought that was great. I showed that to my kids. That's, uh, and it's funny you just read that, but I was going to make the point. I have a son-in-law, and, and certainly blessed to have him as my uh, son-in-law. But he has grown exponentially through, and again, he's in a corporate job, but um, uh, very strong company. But that's that that speaks to my son-in-law, John, uh, all day long. Um, hey, listen, I just finished that that project. Um, can I help you do something? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That will, he, Mark said, another quote that Mark has is, don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Just take an opportunity and make it as perfect as you can. Did you love, I loved the story of, the, of Fred the Postal Man. What a happy oh, guy, no. right? Huge. Huge. Well, and, and he took his mundane job and, and you know, I'm sure there was a lot of personality uh, within him that that uh, I was, you know, he, he said, "Here's my job. I'm going to make it fun, um, and I'm going to get right. to know people on my route." And I think it in the, it wasn't in the back of the book that Sanborn went to some gig in uh, Denver that um, uh, recognized Fred, and uh, yeah. Uh, the TV station covered it, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. Exactly. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you've ever read the book about the taxi driver. Uh, another great customer service book where an author kind of puts this taxi driver on the map, <laughs> just like Mark put Fred on the map. Uh, I would say so. Um, uh Big time. <laughs> Big time. Some, some other things that I loved about the book, I'm, gonna, I'm just paging through to see my notes. It says, when you add value to people, it says you add value to people when you value them. I liked that. Mm-hmm. And, they, and he talked a lot about people who take action which I think is so important. You know, a lot of people had the Uber idea, but the only one that made it happen was Travis. And right. he, he, he told a story about the, the woman in the school that had the vending machine. And she said, right. you know, let's put books in a vending machine and make them cheap so that right. people could you know, buy books and take them home. And, I, and, sh- and she had the idea, and, and a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but they don't take action on them. Because, you know, they're like, what, what, what will people think? Will it work? Will it be successful? It's, you know, it takes work to make it happen. And I think you kind of just jump in and try it and see if it works. And, you know, we, we uh, our event yesterday, the South Florida Independent Retailers Awards, it was our second year, our first year we did it. We had no idea if people were even going to show up, but we thought it was right. a good idea. And uh, my co-chair and I 
you know, figured it out, got a committee, and it was a big success last year, but this year even bigger because we learned, you know, so much from doing it last year and got people's great feedback. So uh, it, was a, it was a huge, huge success. So we'll see. Maybe we'll take, take that show on the road and we'll see you in Park City or, or at a city near you. I like that. I like that. I mean, 37 you know, what, what, and a half or 37 mom and pops in a room that have two or more locations that want a lot more. You know how much canvassing yeah. you'd have to do to get to see 37 business owners? A lot, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, and, and, and you, you talked about, um, um, you know, mom and pops, and you run into many that are incredible. You run into a few that are, you know, I wish I didn't have this business, but, um, yeah. you know, he, and, and I'm going to go back to the book, but, um, and I'm, I, I opened it to this piece because I put a post-it note in there, but a crash course on adding value. Um, uh-huh. Sitting at a table and um, not getting a whole lot of uh, uh, love from the server, but uh, a gentleman, you know, pouring water came up and re- refilled his glass and, uh, and just simply said, we're glad you came in today. And, uh, right. and whether that's in a restaurant or whether that's at a UPS store or whether that's at, you know, your sandwich guy that's your anchor at that one center desk, um, right, the nail salon, you know, right. how far those, you know, those few words can can take you. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, if we have a bad experience, we tell 10 people, um, I think. Right. Um, if we have a good experience, we tell no one. <laughs> or it seems and that way. And we shouldn't do but, that, right? Right. No. Especially how easy is it, it is now with social to share the good news, right? Yeah. But, um, yeah. but I do think probably... We have more, you know, I think we have, unfortunately, more bad experiences than we have good. Is that possible? I mean, when do people surprise you in retail these, these, these days? Exactly. No. I mean, exactly. when was the last time you had an outstanding retail experience? Um, yeah. Um. Uh, can you think of one? Well, and, and, and like, you know, last week and, you know, the crazy thing that marketing came up with on this Fridays with Fred, but, you know, I had a not-so-great experience at a restaurant in Roseville, California, but, you know, I, I talked about the size of the labor pool right now and what a lot of employers, whether they're food, service, Retail, etc., um, are facing, and, and that's not a huge amount of people um, that can maybe be a Fred. I don't know. Right. 
Anyone else on the call want to jump in on any of these, even if you didn't read the book, on some of the topics that we're talking about and how it relates to our businesses? Yeah, so I, I, uh, this is Dominic Gallardi. I did read the book. I actually read it twice before, uh, before jumping on the call just the past month. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that we've been talking about, and I think, Fred, you might have you touched on this, is, you know, how Fred the Postman took a mundane job and, and brought creativity to this and brought unwavering, you know, commitment to making sure that he brought value to his customers. And I think that really, for me, what stuck out the most uh, was principle four of the book, and that's you can reinvent yourself regularly. And one of the things that I jotted down was uh, there are days when you wake up tired, you've read the books, listened to the audio tapes, watched the videos, sat through the training sessions, you're doing everything you can possibly do, but you're still fatigued, fatigued and unmotivated. So when life is at low tide, when your professional commitment is wavering and just getting the job done and going home at the end of the day becomes your primary objective, what do you do? Here's what you do. I think about the guy who used to deliver my mail because if Fred the Postman could bring that kind of creativity and commitment to putting mail in a box, I can do as much or more to reinvent my work and rejuvenate my efforts. And that's something to me that, I mean, no matter, you know, I, I was in a previous role where, you know, it, it, I was just doing Excel work all day and I go, how can I, how can I get out of this rut? And I wish I had read this book at that time because it, uh, you know, it, it really made me think about things organically and think about, okay, you know, if this guy can bring such creativity and commitment to delivering mail, that I, I, can, I can bring the same kind of creativity and commitment to what I'm doing in this world. Absolutely, Dominic. I love that. Good job. Uh, you know, we, there's so much more we can do creatively, right? So much more. If he can do it, we can do it. And, and I think that's, that's probably harder to come up with what can I do creatively today to make someone's day than just how do I just make someone's day, right? That, that adds to the challenge. So if, if our goal is let's try to surprise and delight someone once a day, let's try to do it creatively. Let's take it, you know, once we have, we're on that habit, let's take it to the next level and try to do something in a more creative manner because who in the heck, you know, what, how many postal workers are there in the United States? And this guy is just, you know, again, it's, I'm going to look up this other book because you guys would love it if you like this book, this taxi driver book. I have to get the name. But it's the same story about this taxi driver that, you know, the guy gets picked up, and this is before Uber, years before Uber in Dallas, Texas. And there's, you know, the Wall Street Journal folded nicely on the, on the back seat. There's cold water. You know, there probably wasn't a cell phone hookup because it was so long ago. But it was a great book, and it makes, when you read it, you're thinking, you know, we could all do better in our, in our everyday, in our everyday um, you know, jobs. So, Dominic, thanks so much. Any, anything else, Dominic, that you wanted to mention? You know, I, I think just really all-encompassing and the, the, 
one of the big things, and my mom always said this, is, and this is something just at the end of the book and, you know, something very short and sweet is live by the golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. And, I, you know, that's something I really took away from this book, and it just, it's always been instilled in my mind. But, uh, but I love that that was included in the book is just live by the golden rule and, uh, and you know, it'll organically be a good person. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. this goes back again shortly after I got it, I think. But our company, we, we, um, they did a senior VP meeting up in Park City and, um, you know, house, bunch of bedrooms, you know, chef and stuff, everybody in one place and, you know, two days of grinding it out, this and that and the other. And they, there was um, an outside third-party facilitator um, that was observing and was going to give feedback. I didn't know that at the time, but I, uh, I don't know if I out, uh, uh, outstepped my bounds, but I ordered 20 copies, paid for them to myself. Uh, one of the gals that's uh, Jeff Edison's personal assistant, she wraps stuff. I love wrapping things but she does, she's the bomb. <laughs> Anyhow, she wrapped all these, and um, I, I put them, took them up to Park City and uh, gave everybody one. Now I just dropped the box off. But um, I don't know how many people read it, but of those that did read it, um, I got a lot of really nice compliments. And uh, I, I hope it went over well. Um, I didn't mean for people to take my name and associate everything in the book with, uh, with my day-to-day -day practices. But um, That's I, awesome. I, I've since bought several copies, and, and of course, Beth, I gave you one. And, uh, Tim Butterfield, Aaron Zucker, and a, a few other youngsters. But, um, yeah. Oh, I hope it's I'm in that youngsters category. Of course. Well, you're going to, you know, the resort at Paws Up. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the name of the book I was talking about, um, and I actually got this, uh, the name of this book from Chris Ressa, because uh, he had the guy, the author, Shep Hyken, come in after they read the book. He had Shep Hyken come and do a facilitate a leasing summit. Uh, the book is called The Loyal Customer, A Lesson from a Cab Driver. Really great book. Uh, it's on Amazon for seven bucks. So if you guys are into customer service, I loved it uh, a lot. So I recommend that. Any other comments before we start wrapping up? We've got a bunch of people on the call. Josie's telling me the numbers, and we haven't. We've only heard from a couple of you. So speak up if you have any thoughts, even if you haven't read the book about what we've been talking about. No. Well, uh, they're all chickens today. They're tired because they were at my <laughs> event yesterday, <laughs> like me. Uh, so let me tell you about next week's. Uh, sorry, next month's book, October 18th. It's Think Big and Act Bigger: Rewards of Being Relentless, and the author is going to be on the call. So his name is Jeffrey Hazlett, and he has a radio show. He's a big personality from Montana, I think. That's where I'm going in two days. I'm not going to see him, though. 
So, um, or maybe Idaho. He's up there in the northwest, maybe Fargo. But a uh, big personality, not afraid to tell it like it is. I think you guys will love hearing from him. Think big, act bigger. I'm in the middle of it on audio. Uh, audio. But, um, and I guess that's it between now and then. I'll be on vacation a couple weeks. I'm excited. And uh, I'll be on my, if any of my ladies are on the call, we have our annual wire trip. So we've got 47 women going to Lexington, Kentucky for our uh, women in real estate trip. So uh, that's going on between now and then. I'll be doing a lot of vacationing. So I hope you guys have a great rest of September and early October. And Fred, thank you so much for your for giving me the book and for your contribution today. Hey, I will sign uh, off unless pleasure. anyone I else has anything else. I look forward to pictures from the resort at Paza. Yeah. Check out Facebook. I'm, I'm hoping uh, there will be lots of sunrises and sunsets. I don't think you'll be disappointed, Beth. I'm so excited. I just I can't wait for 55-degree weather and sitting at a fireplace with a glass of wine. <laughs> I'm ready for a break. It was 39 right, in Park City this morning, so, yeah. Uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. It's like right. 95 here. Thanks, okay. guys. Thanks for being on the call. See you next month. Okay.